Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. The following podcast contains strong language, like what the actual fuck. Hello there, I'm Paul Shahidi, also known as the Reverend Francis Seaton in this country, and you're listening to WTAF. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What? The actual fuck. Hey, what the actual fuckers, and welcome to WTAF of this country podcast. Now, first, I'm here with my beloved Neil. (laughs) (laughs) Beloved. I like that. Let's keep to that. (laughs) Beloved will be fine. My beloved Neil. I will sign all my letters from your beloved Neil. Can't you tell we haven't done this for a while? It seems like it's been a long time. My beloved Neil. It's better better than him being your beloved. True. True. I'm sure Neil would say no to that. I'm sure Neil would rather be belubed than beloved. But anyway, oh, I'm rather than going in drive. Yeah. But anyway, uh, you will have heard the dulcet tones there of the one and only uh, Mr. Belding himself, Ian <laughs> King himself, the wonderful, lovely, uh, my beloved Phil James. Yeah. Oh, thank you, my beloved Pavo, <laughs> my be- and my beloved Neil. Oh, we're all beloved up. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. and the reason you're here, Phil, not that we need a reason to speak to you because <laughs> we always love chatting to you, uh, but it's a top Trumps episode, and yep. we're going to do the one and only Ian King. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get on to that, we just have to go through the scores for the last. Oh, and let me just say before we go on to the scores of the last one, number one on the Oman Apple Podcast TV review chart. Oh, well, thank we'll you very much. Number one. Thank you very much. Number one in the Oman Apple Podcast TV review chart. Uh, that's yeah, why just... our fan club went up in Oman. I have no idea where yeah. Oman is. Just just wait till the Taliban take you down from that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Topical there, Phil. Well done. Topical. I know. Uh, although people listening to this three years' time will have no idea what you're going on about. <laughs> Or they uh, might, oh, it might, it might be completely. Hopefully, or it might all yeah. got your tits up. <laughs> yes, it might have done. Right. Yeah. So, uh, PC Weber was the last uh, Top Trumps uh, episode we did, and these are his scores uh, from everybody. Got Range forty-seven, Peeper forty, Random Acts of Kindness seventy-eight, 
Cockwomble, 35. Having a laugh, 30. So some healthy scores there. Not yeah. a bad card uh, at all. Not a bad card at all. Right. We're here to talk Ian King uh, yeah. with the man that knows him better than anybody else. <laughs> uh, so um, so who wants to do their their little backstories first? I think we should leave uh, Phil to last. Uh, do you want me to go first, Pam? You can go, go first, first, Neil, if you go want. On. Yeah, let's Tell see. me what you think of Ian King, Mr. Belting. Uh, yeah, I, may, I must raise my glasses to read what I've written. <laughs> Thus is age. <laughs> Mr. Belding, a.k.a. Ian King, real name Wayne, has always lived in the village. In fact, following generations of his family, he stayed there. At school, he excelled in drama and got a place studying at the Cheltenham Polytechnic, now known as Gloucestershire University Studying Drama. Once he'd finished there, he joined the Sullyhole Repertory Company and taught schools, teaching them the dangers of life and life facts. He finally got his biggest role starring in Perfect Scoundrels with Peter Bowles. (laughs) After leaving the biz, Mr. Belding, Wayne, opened a bistro in the village, which he still owns today. Famous for their cheese scones and tea and cream teas, he is an active contributor to the village. He captains the local croquet team and is very handy with a mallet and also runs a local amateur dramatic society where this year he is playing the lead in Agatha Christie's Mousetrap. And that's all I know at the moment. The question is, Neil, do you know that I was actually born in Solihull? Were you? Yes. <laughs> in real life, no, I, I know. real life, I'm a I'm I'm a born Brummy. I there escaped you go. There, I escaped there when I when we were eight, when I was age two. But yeah, oh. I was born in Solial. There you go. So there's wow, isn't that a bit freaky? That is very freaky. The Sully Hole Repertory Company, if there is. I, such I, a I now want to know what car what what Pavo knows about my life. Uh, well. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Ian King has always been a performer. Even when he was born and the doctor shined a light between his mother's legs, it has been said that the newborn baby Ian took a bow. <laughs> Child stardom beckoned with photo shoots for British home stores and Woolworths. He fulfilled his dreams and studied at RADA, and he left to understudy some of the biggest names in British Panto. Ball, Dennis and Biggins. <laughs> he decided to come home back to the village to find the Village Amateur Dramatic Society, where he puts on two productions every year, being joined by June, Colin, the Vicar and Mrs. Wicks. Love it. So, so uh, you've obviously done Panto before. You must have done. Oh, I've seen. I've seen Phil's Panto. Me, Panto. (laughs) Never. Oh yes, you have. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, done Panto, and yes, damed it regularly. Right. You you will be pleased to know that on the last cricket tour I went on, uh, we had whole team had shirts made up uh and they made mine up and on the back of mine just said biggins <laughs> there you go <laughs> my god we are so like in touch they, with your they, life <laughs> are you two fucking stalking me or something? <laughs> crazy right then so let's hear from okay here we go so Ian King, Mr. Belding, the only character in this country to have two specific names on credits, likes to think of himself as part of the hub of the community. 
At school, always try to please by getting involved in as many groups as possible. The school newspaper, the drama club, organising school trips to places. A bright pupil, but lazy, would rather socialise than do any actual work. Bit of a charmer with the ladies. Also, he thought, but, but could never stick with just one. Uh, having been brought up in the 70s, was partial to a bit of casual sexism and misogyny. <laughs> Can't ever go wrong with that. Uni wasn't for him. His grades weren't good enough, but found himself a nice little office job in town, which gave him a decent income and time to indulge in his other pursuits. Never married, enjoyed the, chance, the chances of dating too much. There was enough of him to go around. Only got awkward when he dated different women from the same group of friends. Mm -hmm. Seems to know absolutely everyone in the village. Will dress up for any occasion if asked to, and sometimes if not asked to. (laughs) Stalwart of the drama group, as we all know, loves to be on stage, his way to show off. And during lockdown, he completed Pornhub. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I love it Ah, oh, very good Do you get a level up when you complete Pornhub? Uh, yeah, you get taken on to Spankwire Oh, oh right That's a whole different level Oh, completely uh, there, There's things you don't want to type into Google search history and <laughs> Because of what you just said there I've just changed one of my scores Just, just uh, so you know um, Is it possibly the score for number two? It could have been, yes <laughs> <laughs> okay right so here we go uh we're yeah. going to try and work out his uh his top trump scores so got range uh phil we'll go with you first how well do you think ian king stroke mr belding can handle himself in a fight not at all okay. he has never i don't think he's ever been in a fight in his life he always tries far too hard to please everyone He's very much of that, medi- of that mediator kind of side to it. Um, he will have not put his fists up. I actually think he's got less range than the vicar. Okay. okay. Shall we say less range than the vicar, less range than uh, PC Weber. I know that he was, gave himself a low one, as it were. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, he, he, he's just one of these people who wants everyone to get on. And, you know, even within parts of his group, it's, it's one of those processes that, you know, he wouldn't, I suppose if, if he was in a pub um, and someone started bad-mouthing uh, a lady, because he liked her, as, as, you know, you'll see on the, the second score coming up, um, you know, yes, he would say something, but he wouldn't be there with that... Oi, you, outside, now. Um, you know, there's no one in the village that he particularly has a hatred of. Um, I think there are, pe- there are people he would find aggravating. Yeah. You know, I, I can imagine, that, you know, I, I can see him finding Carrie herself aggravating. Um, and But he would stay well clear of Big Mandy. Yeah. So, do you so, think he would? Do, don't you think he would use his acting skills to try and be intimidating if somebody is uh, wants a fight? That would be the one turn that he would actually work on. You know, he could use uh, the power of and physically, 
he's me. So he's not the smallest of individuals, shall we say. Yeah. Um, which, you know, can work on an intimidation kind of level. But as for the desire to have a dust-up or anything like that, I don't think he's really got that in him. Right. So I gave uh, him a score on range of 25. Okay. Mm. That's good. Uh, Neil? Yeah, oh, yes, right. Now, it all depends whether he's got his croquet mallet. I that wrote is down. true. So I've got him as... Uh, just a peaceful pacifist that will avoid a fight at all costs at 15, unless he's carrying his croquet mallet when he's off to a game and you piss him off. He's well good with that croquet mallet. So a 65 there. So how do we work that out? The added length of swing there for you. So I'm going to put, yeah. So I'm going to put a 65 just to throw the cat amongst the pigeons because I'm thinking he might have one of these extendable croquet mallets. You know, like a police trunch. Oh, like a police out. baton. Yeah, the yes. baton. You yes. could have your croquet baton in the back. Yes. Swing yeah, that around. Bit, almost like, a bit like Mandy's nunchucks. Yeah. yeah. Or Thor's hammer. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> I, I actually, I actually went lower than phil i put him as 12 i think i think i think he would use his is a repartee and his acting and not necessarily his acting but his outgoing personality to diffuse situations so you don't need to have fights you know i mean obviously if he's got a big massive fucking mallet in his back pocket then that helps just in case but yeah yeah, i don't i don't think he's i think he's a a lover not a fighter i think the only other time that he would get cross and that side to it is if someone got cast as a part that he wanted to oh play. yeah then oh, the yeah. then you get that little bit but, you know. yeah or if somebody blocked his favorite dog in spot <laughs> well that's a definite point you know exactly it, yeah. or, or if someone cuts his internet connection then he's yeah. really, really <laughs> where he has to use dial up <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, god and we all remember that day don't we kids oh, those days oh, yeah. yeah okay then right uh neil give us your peeper score then for ian king so i've i automatically put 45 because i thought he likes a good look he's a theatrical person so he's a he's a looker isn't he he's a, <laughs> he's a man who likes to watch he's a man who likes to partake okay so i didn't put him over the top but he's there he's got his he's got his well now we know about um his porn hub completion yeah <laughs> I think that's a that's a you know that's worthy of a certificate that is. Um, but forty five in a very shaky hand. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love laminated, laminated as well. Yeah. <laughs> you get awarded a certificate for completing Pornhub. <laughs> Goodness, so you're going forty five, are you? Forty five. Okay, he's a man that can indulge and uh, was as. The man himself said he enjoys uh, more than one lady. Yeah, okay. Uh, right, I uh, originally put 20, but after hearing uh, Phil's um, backstory, he's got, gone to 80 now. So <laughs> um, I just feel that he, you know, like you say, on the days that he hasn't got lady company, he needs to scratch that itch somehow. Yeah. So, um, you know. Sponsored by Fleshlight. Or sponsored by <laughs> anything that he can find, you know. You know, maybe the yeah. mallet comes in handy again. <laughs> oh, I don't know, but but I'm smart. going. I'm going for eighty. So it'd be interesting, Phil. Are you are you in the middle I, of that? Or? I I no. I I am on the eighty to eighty-five. 
Oh, okay. Oh, as a dirty peeper, is I, I was very tempted to go with sixty nine. <laughs> as you, uh, what you should. That should Which be is, the score. But, absolutely. Yeah. So we could change it to sixty nine. He is what, in Cerny theatrical terms, we like to term a pervy Steve. Okay. <laughs> okay. So a pervy Steve is one who has joined a drama group as much because he hears about the things that go on. Oh, right. Okay, you know, the fact that, as we know, theatricals can be a little bit, you know, very touchy-feely. Um, he does, it doesn't matter if you are attached, he will try it on. He, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't understand the word no. He's been, <laughs> he's, he's been known to give people a lift home and just say, Shall we pull into this late line? <laughs> yeah. Me. Yeah. So I've you, got something to show you. Do you think yeah. that if Ian King, if Ian King actually was had made it and was famous, do you think he'd have been cancelled by now? I think he would have been cancelled, or uh, bearing in mind that if he, you know, was making it in the seventies and early eighties, he would have been cancelled and possibly been, been called up by Utrecht. Right. Yeah, or appearing on Celebrity Big Brother. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or hanging about with his good mate, Prince Andrew. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Prince Andrew, Michael Barrymore. <laughs> yeah. You, you just... Mr. Allegedly. Bell. Let me just say, just allegedly. To, yeah, allegedly. Uh, sorry, yeah. yes. <laughs> you just have to look at the way that Mr. Belding looked at Sophie when he came down the stairs. Lecherous. Yeah. In Sophie in her very tight fitting outfit. Yes, and yeah, that was and that, that was before they said action, wasn't it, Phil? Oh, definitely. <laughs> I, I shared, you know, Mr. Belding <laughs> shared a car over from the uh, from the um, site to uh, yes with Charlie and Sophie. So uh, yeah, Abra, uh, indeed. So. Okay, yes. let's go yes. on now to random acts of kindness. Um, I'll go first on this one. I've gone straight down the middle with this one. I've gone 50. I think he's the kind of guy that will buy you a drink in the pub. I think he's all, you know, but I, but as we've said, if there's him and somebody else going for a role that he wants, even if it's in the, you know, the, the village amateur dramatics, that's when the red mist will go. So I think he can... He can get a bit larry. He can get a bit bit vicious if he wants to. But I think he's straight down the middle and uh, uh, a score of 50 for me for his uh, random acts of kindness. Uh, Phil, what have you said? Uh, I have gone exactly the same as you, Pat. Oh, and Pretty much for the same kind of reasons. He, he does do stuff from the heart, gets himself involved with things in the village if people ask. You know, he'll happily run a quiz night for for people, you know, very generously host things if someone want, you know, if you say, so go, well, we need someone to do a uh, calling on a raffle or whatever. He will, even he, he sometimes he doesn't even wait to be asked, he will put himself forward and that side to it. But mm. there is, you know, that little bit of a, a dark side underneath that is it sometimes he's doing these random acts of kindness just so that, uh, People will look at him. Um, and, yeah, so that's where I see him on that. So same straight, same as you, Pab, with a 50. Okay. Neil? Well, I went 70. I thought he, Mr. Belding's the sort of man that loves it for his own ego more than other people's. Yeah. Um, 
So he will do things with kindness, especially to get in a lady's under, under, undergarment. Underpants. <laughs> underpants, yeah. Well, generic. Um, so, generic? Uh, Generic. <laughs> <laughs> you know him. Oh, yeah. The man Daddy who sits generic. Drunk. Yeah, generic. The man who sits drunk on the green. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, so 70, because he is a, you know, it's all for his own gain. Um, mm. Especially, uh, like you said, if, if he wants a part, he might do it the other way. He might do everything to help, but also underneath all of that to sabotage a person from getting that role. But I also see Mr. Belding as probably the director of this drama club as well. So he's going to have um, he's going to have the casting call, isn't oh, he? Oh, I, I think a lot of the time he will have pre-cast roles. You know, it's that go around going, "Oh, are you available for this production? I can see you playing that role," and mm. you know that side to it. And he always also knows which role he wants to play. Yeah, absolutely. You almost feel like he would he would pick a production with his role in mind. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So you'll think, mm. right, what play should we do? That's got a nice juicy role for me. We'll do that one, and then yeah. and then cast everybody else around it. Also, I was going to say that the two times we see Ian King stroke Mister Belding are times when I would just, like the first one is when he's the he's the scarecrow king isn't he or whatever yeah. they call it so yeah. he's doing he's doing that for the festival yes and then the second time he's mr belding now i'm assuming that he's some kind of uh, teacher or some kind of member of authority at the grease night because yeah. why else would he be mr belding i you know, I don't uh, you know, know. I, yeah you get that yeah you get that feeling that certainly at the grease night yes he's got it fucked up with you know, saved by the bell. Yeah. But he has been told that, you know, he's, you know, in effect, a member of the faculty. Yes, yes. You know, you know or, or they, they will have said, look, you know, can you get three or four of the drama group to come? And, you know, because we don't know whether there are any others up there who are being, oh, is it Coach Calhoun, isn't it? I think is the sports coach. Um, uh, who were sort of in that side to it, who would have been asked by him to come along and be a part of the uh, evening, just to because again, it's the charity. Exactly, mm. exactly. What charity, and I was going to just say the same sort of thing. You know, he's going to use all these sort of plays to get the ladies. So he's a ladies' man, isn't he? You know, would you like to see my dickens? <laughs> 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 that sort of line, isn't it? It's going to yeah, come straight yes. out. Yeah, Straight so out can, from him. No, yeah, so I, yeah. I, I can I can do a good bottom. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lovely little quote that we can snip out of the audio there. <laughs> that, that's the teaser, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'll I tell you. Do... We'll use that for the live show. That's what we we'll use that to, to introduce <laughs> you when you come on. Uh, but I'd yeah. also um, like to say, uh, Phil, I'd like to see your bottom. Wow. <laughs> It's a, it's a delight of a bottom. Yeah. Uh, I've heard it's a big part. Oh. <laughs> As we know, built for comfort, not for speed. Nice. <laughs> uh, right. Cockwomble. Um, yeah. uh, Neil, are you speaking all this without moving your mouth? <laughs> He's frozen on my screen. Oh, is he? Oh, have I? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh dear, it, I'm sure he will. Uh, as crazy. As long as you're not frozen on, as long as you're not frozen on the main one. No, we're right. yeah, we're all right. We're, we're all, all right. good. We're all um, good. So, Phil, give you us can your flick cock the these at me if you want me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you, Phil. Oh. I wouldn't do that to you. Phil, Only in give, person. Give us your cockwomble score, Phil. Cockwomble forty. Okay, can be a bit of a bell end. If you just look at the closey water, the grease night, they were actually his own. All right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he, again, he's one of these people who has dress up everywhere. Yeah, but it all comes from a good place. Uh, it could be, it can be, a, you know. When as I said to me, he's, he's working in an office, and he can be a bit like Colin Hunt from the Fast Show in the office. Doesn't realise what a joke he can be himself, mm. just because there is that over the top nature of it, um, and the way he comes across. So. So a bit, a bit. The last three categories all sort of had that little bit of a link of, um, you know, he it comes from a good place, but yeah, he can be a bit of a bellend. Okay, uh, Neil, what are you going to go for? Forty, exactly the same as Phil. Uh, I, but the reason being is I thought, well, he's a bit of a queen in the drama club, isn't he? He's uh, it's his drama club. So if somebody. Uh, doesn't read their stage yeah. directions and stand on cue at the right time. Oh, You'll yes. have a bit of a tizzy and single play people out and be a bit of a cockwomble that way. And likewise, when he's playing his croquet, he's such a, yeah. an advocate of croquet that if you do it wrong and hit that mallet wrong, you don't swing it between your legs right. Yeah. He's going to have a tizzy and be a cockwomble on you. So 40. Text. Uh, he's, he, he likes te- textbook. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. By the rules. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And when he gives you a stage direction, you follow that fucking <laughs> stage direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do not come on from that fucking side. That's I it. told you, you're coming stage. Do you not know what stage left is? <laughs> not the lower left that you're looking at. See now that Love that it. that wasn't even acting or improvisation then, Phil, was it? You've genuinely <laughs> done that, haven't you? Yeah. I could tell. <laughs> Come on from that side. <laughs> yeah. uh, right, I've gone fifty, um, mainly because I feel that um, uh, for Mister Belding, Strokey and King, um, the random acts of kindness and cockwomble are two sides of the same coin. Yeah. So if he's going to be fifty for random acts of kindness, I think he's going to be. You know the the the, the badness and the goodness yeah. is, split, is split right down the middle. So I think if he's going to be fifty for random acts of kindness, I think he's going to be fifty for cockwomble. Mm-hmm. So he's just as nice as he is. You know, a bit of a shit. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that, that's quite a, a reasonable score there. I think. Right. Yeah. Ge- generally, comes blanket through at that kind of level of. It doesn't take much to or much <laughs> persuasion for him to be. Decent. Yeah. Equally, doesn't take much for him to be a twit. Yeah. I think he'd be the kind of guy that if you saw him walking down the street, you wouldn't know just by looking at him whether to say hello because you don't know whether he's in a good mood or in a yeah. bad mood. Yeah. You know, whether he would say, How are you? Yes. Oh, how are you? Or he'd just say, oh, Fuck, fuck off. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Come in, but stage left. <laughs> Can we do that in a Brian Blessed voice together? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the final uh, one is having a laugh. Uh, Neil, how much of a laugh do you think Ian King stroke Mr. Belding is? 
50. Smack oh, bang down the middle. Okay. It depends on what mood he is and what he considers a laugh. Other people probably don't. So, you know, he, he's. I would see him showing you a, one of these GIFs or memes on his phone that is completely inappropriate to who he's showing it he's, to. I, I, can, I, I will agree with you on the fact that he could be totally inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, but then he thinks he's having a roar, whereas other people are not quite having the laugh that he is. So he is a good, he has got a good sense of humor and he can be a lot of fun, especially when starting games. You know, he's good at games mm. and things like that. So if you've got a charity night, you know, it's quite often pop the balloon against the lady. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. one, that's a good game yeah. and things yeah. like that. And uh, yeah, so good old 50, halfway there. Okay. Well, I've, I've gone 80. Mm-hmm. I, I think that Ian King is one of those last of the hell raisers. I think when <laughs> when he gets into the keepers and if he sits in the corner, people will just every so often, Ian, would you, do you fancy a double? Oh, that'd be lovely. I'll have a double, yeah. yeah. And they get him to a point when all of a sudden the shirt comes off, it starts he starts rolling it around, you know, sort of like swinging it above his head, and he'll start to put some on the jukebox and he'll start singing to yeah. Meatloaf or something like that. And everybody loves it when he just teeters over that little edge and he is all of a sudden he is the life and soul of the party and it'll be that thing that the following morning everybody will go you should have been in the keepers last night Ian, Ian King, was on he, one he was a fucking legend last night <laughs> uh, you know he was he was there he was singing all the songs he was stood up on the bar he was doing cabaret he was loving mm. every minute of it so I'm going for 80 I think when he's on form he's on form yeah well, uh, I've gone. Phil. I've gone for sixty-two just because I didn't want to do factors of five. Okay, right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just, just also because it makes it all more awkward for Pavo with the adding up and division. yes, thank you. You can tell, can't you, when I'm doing it all? <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> which, which, funny enough, is the kind of thing that Ian King would find a laugh, right? You know, just sort of uh, almost seeing that uncomfortableness within others, um, but. It, it, it said it doesn't come from a bad place. Yet yeah, he will, he will be. He is one of those who would be easily persuaded up to do karaoke, but he would pretend it would be with reluctance. <laughs> you know that side. Oh, you don't want me to do that, do you? But also, you, you'd have the situation where within Panto where. He would figure he currently, you know, in the 2000s and 2010s, he will forget that he's not in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, yeah. So, things that are slightly non PC, he will still say. Yeah. Yeah. He will not worry about, um, you know, a dubious, a slightly dubious comment. And normally, as with any local panto, it's he would have found out who's going to be in that night. So uh, having known that June's in there and having heard on the radar about uh, parsnips, there would be the odd <laughs> comment. There would be a comment there which would go over the heads of most people, but he also would know that there'd be certain people who would find it incredibly hilarious. Yeah. Um June, obviously not June. Um, but yes, so, but, uh, you know, he, he equally, 
he would be shitting bricks if Mandy came <laughs> to watch the Panto. <laughs> because he knows that she would just go take offence to something. And, yeah. Well, you're right. Yeah. Oh, dear, I've got a tickle of bones in whatever I had. It's tickled right at the back of my throat. Ooh. Oh, yeah. It's- you got a bone in the back of your throat tickling. Yeah. Not for the first time. Not for the no. first time. <laughs> that, that, that's why you're beloved. Yeah, mm. exactly. A little tip for you, Neil. Next time you're coughing, just press the mute button, mate. That's all you got to do. Oh, yes. <laughs> Easier said it just than means done, that it? it just means that everybody doesn't have to listen to you coughing your guts up. Apologies, everyone. I didn't quite see, and that took me by surprise. That little tickle in the back of the throat. Anyway, I mean, I mean, it's not as if you two have ever done this before. I it? know. I mean, but you know, the amount of times I have to say to Neil every week, "Don't come in stage left," is unbelievable. Yeah. Don't fucking come in stage <laughs> left, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, left, right. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, that's it. We've got um, Ian King stroke Mr. Belding's scores. They are as follows. Mm. Got, got range, 34. Ooh. Okay. Peeper, 70. So <laughs> close to 69. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. It could change. It could change. Uh, it could change. Random act of kindness, 57. Mm-hmm. Cockwomble 43 and having a laugh 64. So that's, a, that's a real that's healthy, a, healthy card. That is. That's, a, that's a healthy card. One of those cards that you'll be quite happy that you don't lose out when one of the mm. big ones. Yeah. Yeah. You need to keep hold of that card because that's got some good, good scores on there. Um, so now, obviously, it's over to our listeners. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see if we can get that peeper score to 69. Let's see if we can do it. You never oh. know. You never know. That would be so much fun if that's the case. Um, but yes. Um, we will uh, get that. So, Neil, do you want to tell everybody how they can get their scores into us, please? Yes, of course. They can uh, per- <coughs> Excuse me. send their scores. <laughs> they, can- <coughs> they can pop. <laughs> That's what oh, I said. They can send their scores to us via social media under This Country Pod. Uh, anyway, that way we'll do. WTAF, This Country at Hotmail.com is our email address. You can send them that way. And uh, I'd like to say, don't forget, there's still very limited tickets left for our live show on the 26th of November. Indeed. And funnily enough, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Phil James will be ah. one of our guests on that uh, on that night. So entering uh, stage left. Uh, well, we shall make sure. Well, actually, <laughs> well, we're, should we make? Well, it might be stage. So where? Oh, on, we'll, hang on. We'll stage yeah. left. Is that as you're looking at the stage, or if you're on the stage? <laughs> as you're on the stage. If you're on the stage, yeah, yes. right. So stage left would be stage right. If you're looking at the stage. If you're sitting in the audience, it's on the right. That's stage left. And we usually yeah. come on stage left. Yes. yes, so you will be stage left, and we will. I can't will... stage left, and, and I, I, I will. I will have watched the two of you come on, and I will just shout back at you if need be. <laughs> oh, please, yeah, draw us back. Come back, do it again. Uh, God, yeah, do it with passion. So it, it will be lots of fun at the moment. Uh, uh, Phil will be joining us, and obviously Mark Kempner is going to be joining us. Uh, we may have a few more surprises. We've got loads of fun and games, um, mm-hmm. but but very few tickets left. So please come along, because that will yeah. also be our very last WTAF episode, episode 200. Um, so we've only got four more episodes to go after this one, ladies and gentlemen. So... Uh, I feel very privileged to be allowed to be a part of November the 26th final one. It's going to be a lot of fun, mate. And it'll be even more fun now that you're going to be there. 
I'll be peeping from the stage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, let's hope you haven't got through. Uh, what was the other one you did? Spankwire. Spankwire, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I've heard of Spankwire. I'm going to have to go and have a look now. <laughs> well, please, not not quite now. Not, not wait right until, now. Yeah, yeah, wait wait until can, we finish. Can I just say for the three times the three times I've done this, we somehow always get onto porn, don't we? We always, yeah, but don't you think that there's a look at the run through and the um, there's a commonality. Yes. Not just for me and Neil being here, but there's somebody else here, and then that's probably why we always end up onto porn. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's uh, I, don't don't look at yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But then again, like, like I say, kids these days don't understand how lucky they are. Yeah. When it was uh, it was magazines yeah. or it was dial up was the worst. It was just the worst. Do you remember me <laughs> wanking in a tree <laughs> among the fields of porn? That's it. Those dubious, crusty magazines that you would find. Ah, uh, those were the days, weren't they? Oh. Uh, so, so what are you up to, Phil? Anything? Uh, what am I up to? We well, unfortunately, we're we're not the Sony players. We haven't got anything going at the moment. Um. It was obviously we rely on the village hall being primed and set, and they're very reluctant to do things at the moment. Uh, hopefully, we're going to be coming back in early in sometime in spring next year. And what we're looking to do will be probably, um, or, or we want to do some obviously, we want to come back to something that we know will get people out and seeing it. So, yeah. Yeah. we did a lower low a couple of years ago, um, which was great and was so much fun. Um, so whether we might do that again, or we are looking at uh, Vicar of Dibley or Heidi High or something along those lines. It ain't our hot mum? I might, or Love Thy Neighbour. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a great one. That'd be great. <laughs> or Curry and Chips. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, so something along those lines, which, you know, would look, would would drag people out because you know you want to get something that makes people well people will have have a laugh at yeah you, um, could, you could remake the one remember we talked about this on our thursday radio show um heil hitler no heil honey oh, i'm home heil honey oh. i'm home yes <laughs> that one. Uh, the clips of that are just brilliant <laughs> I, I don't think anybody believed me when i brought that into the the, well, the show on a thursday i think it lasted one episode i think didn't yeah, it I think, one yeah. episode yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's just you do sit there and go oh God, how on earth? Who on earth thought this would be um, ideal? So yeah, yeah. so uh, as I said the players, we're not sure yet what we're going to do. Um, Tinko, which is the amateur productions up at the barn, we've got our because unfortunately we were a week away from going up on high society when the original lockdown happened. So yeah. that high society is going to be going on in March next year. Uh, but in October this year, uh, we're doing Calendar Girls, the musical. So the Gary Barlow written one. Yeah. I'm not getting the moves out. <laughs> Who is? Um, so, uh, but uh, so that that'll be a good laugh. Um, yeah, and apart from that, work. Yeah, you know it's um, it's heavy and obviously with what I do. And I said, I don't know if you know, as a, as a civil celebrant, it's been fairly steady 
I mean, we did have the joy, obviously did have the joys of uh, Amy and Darren's wedding and the happy side of the civil celebrant work, which was a, such a great meetup for the dump gang as well. Yeah. Oh, it was lovely. It was a lovely day. Beautiful weather. Um, and it was just, just, yeah, sad, it, it just was, sad that your beloved couldn't be there with you. Well, that was true, you know, but you know, he was, he was busy trying to complete Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was, I wish I was yeah. not just yeah. work. It's slaving away. No. Phil, also, no. if you've got a panto coming up and you fancy a couple of extra dames, maybe. Oh, God, yeah. You could have that, a three-dame extravagant. Well, that, it would be quite an entertaining way to see if you could actually live blog it. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Wow. That would be a challenge. There you that go. Look, that's, funny, that started things worrying in Phil's yeah. mind. Now, look. <laughs> <laughs> um, well... Um, thank you very much, Phil. As always, an absolute pleasure to chat to you. It really is. Wonder. Um, good luck for everything in the future, and we will see you uh, in November for the live show. So, remember, everybody, indeed, grab your Neil. Ticket. I'm sure I'll see you in a supermarket at some point. I'm sure we will <laughs> on our escapades around all the exactly. local supermarkets, <laughs> comparing notes and reviews. Indeed. Exactly. So that's it. So, thank you very much, Neil. Thank you very much, Pav. Thank you very much, Phil. Thank you, Pavo and Neil. And thank you very much for listening and go and get plumbed, you fuckers. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow? This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal. Phenomenal.